0: This is Bob Morris on Desert Horticulture. Today I want to talk about pruning grapes. What kind of grapes do you have? Are they wine grapes? Table grapes? How should you prune them? Spur pruned? Cane pruned? We're going to discuss this and many other topics on today's Desert Horticulture. Learn more about Desert Horticulture by signing up for my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's all one word, extreme horticulture, and starting with an X. Take some of my classes on Eventbrite if you're in the Las Vegas area. That's Bob Morris on Eventbrite. I just got out uh, pruning some grapes this morning. It's uh, now February 17th. It's a little bit early, in my opinion, for pruning grapes in the Mojave Desert because uh, we've got some uh, freezing weather. That uh, might be coming up this next week. So I I don't like to do that, especially on these types of grapes. Most of these are, are what we call the Vin- European vinifera type <clears throat> of grapes. And both uh, wine grapes, there's about 300 of them out there, but a, v- a variety of different kinds, including table grapes and wine grapes. <clears throat> All of them are trellised. They're up on a steel trellis with trellis wire. And it's just really to make it, easier to if there's a pest problem for spraying which isn't done very often and uh, for harvesting uh, purposes and also for training and today i wanted to talk about uh, pruning grapes because we're out there doing it right now i'm i'm helping to uh, demonstrate I'm showing teaching someone how to how to prune the grapes because i i won't be able to i like to wait a little bit until I know that the freezing weather is past and they're about ready to to, uh, to grow. So I I'd normally delay it in where I'm at, in the Las Vegas area, until about <clears throat> the first week of March. The, at that time, the buds are really starting to swell. There's no new growth yet, but uh, people that are looking at it are getting possibly nervous <laughs> because they're expecting it to start growing any time. So the first, the first wave will just go through and, and prune it back to get it where I want it, and then I'll just come back and fine-tune it after I see some growth starting and if I if I know where the fruit production is going to be from. So on, on grape pruning, what I wanted to talk about is talking about grapes growing on a trellis so that it's easy to find and easy to prune. That's the reason for growing things on grapes on trellis is because it's just much easier and faster. But you can grow grapes on all sorts of different things. On, I wouldn't put them on chain link fences. That would be, that would be really <laughs> difficult to manage and train and whatnot. But you could put them on all sorts of different objects, including gazebos and covering for carports and th- those kind of things. And not, not a problem. It just has to be a, managed a little bit differently. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. I. I wanted to talk about pruning grapes because uh, that's what we're doing right now and that's what you should be doing over the next uh, couple of weeks, two or three weeks as the temperatures start to warm up a little bit. And I wanted to, when I started making this this uh, recording, I started to talk about grapes in general and it just got too massive, the information. So I'll do a separate uh, podcast Uh, on grape management and growing, but this is really focusing on grape pruning. So let's get started on that. Uh, When you're pruning grapes, what you're looking for is, first of all, the time of year. I've mentioned that. You want to delay it as long as possible if you know that your weather could be bad. Once you've got clear sailing, you can be more aggressive. But anyway, so what we'll do is we'll look at the vine and decide where last year's growth was. And that's going to be a difference in color. So the two-year-old growth and older is going to be a dark brown or gray in color. The newer growth is going to be a lighter color. Sometimes it's reddish brown. Sometimes it's a light tan. But it's going to be a difference in color. When you look at it closely, you're going to be able to see that it's a difference. It is a difference. And you may even see some fruit being produced on this kind of growth last year, the remnants of fruit, the clusters that were left behind that weren't harvested, that were maybe harvested by birds or chipmunks, uh, antelope squirrels. So anyway, you'll see those clusters. And by the way, the, the location of those clusters will give you a good idea of whether the grape needs to be cane pruned or spur pruned. A, a cane is just nothing more than a long spur. And when you're spur pruning, what you're doing is you're cutting back last year's growth to a very, very short stub, a spur. And that spur can be cut very, very close so there's only one bud left. Or you can be on the safe side and leave two or three buds and then recut it later on if, it's, uh, if you need to. Otherwise, the cane is just nothing more than a long spur. And instead of cutting it back, leaving only one, two, or three buds, you're cutting it back and leaving maybe eight or ten buds along a much longer spur called a cane. In fact, all of last year's growth is called a cane. What you're doing is you're cutting back last year's growth. First of all, do that. Cut back last year's growth so that you have it easier to manage. And I would cut it back, once you've identified it, cut it back to maybe, oh, 12 to 18 inches long. Something that's easier to look at and manage. And what you're going to do is get a distribution of this growth in different places. But you're also going to be cutting back some canes, some of these canes totally back, so there's only one or two buds left, so that you'll have growth for next year. So you're going to look at your grapevine... And you're going to see a massive amounts amounts of last year's growth, hopefully, if it was well managed. You're going to see lots of different options. Well, you don't want all those options. You just want to look at that growth. That's going to give you the best results, the best fruit production. You'll want to distribute that fruit production, whether it's a, a cane or a spur. And that's just where you, that's decided by where you make the cut. You're gonna distribute that so that they're far enough apart. If you're on a trellis, that could be anywhere from six to 12 inches, depending upon whether it's, depends on a lot of things, but it depends on how aggressive the vine was, how good of a producer it is. If it's a wine grape or a, a table grape, generally speaking, wine grapes, we leave them a little further apart. Table grapes, we grow them closer together. We're not as discriminating on flavor with, wine, with table grapes as we are with wine grapes, but either of those will work in uh, the hot Mojave desert. You can grow either of them. If you do some precautions, I'll tell you about a little bit later in another another podcast, but anyway, we're focusing right now on on uh, pruning. So you're looking at this vine. You're identifying where the old growth was by color You're identifying where the new growth is by color, and you're saying, okay, do I know what the name of this particular grape is? Do I know if it should be spur pruned or or a much longer spur called a cane, cane pruned? And in order to find that out, if you know the name of the grape, that's an easier thing to do because you can Google it, you can look up online, and if you search enough, you'll find someplace, somewhere, probably from a university, that will tell you whether that grape needs to be cane pruned or spur pruned. What's better for it? And it doesn't mean that if you make a mistake and you prune a grape that is supposed to have a long spur called a cane and you go ahead and cut it too short into a spur that you're not going to get any grapes. Your chances for grapes, your better production is going to be from a cane, if it's a cane, if you're supposed to prune it into a cane type of production, and your better production is going to be, if it's a spur pruned grape, it's going to be by cutting them back to spurs, short, very, very short canes. You'll get some production either way, but it's just going to be easier to manage if you know how to cut them, prune them, just from the very beginning. So go ahead, Google, if you know the name of the grape, Google it, see if you can figure it out, cane cane pruning versus spur pruning, and that will at least give you an idea of how short or how long those spurs or canes have to be when you cut them back, that new growth, last year's growth, that difference in color. The ultimate, ultimately what you want to, if you don't know the name of that grape and you go, I don't know, it's just a grape. Okay, you can still figure it out. <laughs> Just look at where, see if you can find somewhere on the vine where you saw production last year. There may be some remnants, like I said earlier, maybe some birds got in it and picked it clean. You may see a cluster of old berries that are still left behind, that are dried, mummified. Or you might find where those berries were last year and it was picked clean by antelope squirrels, ground squirrels, or birds. If you can find those, then look at where it was produced. Was it produced very close to that older growth, that dark gray-brown gray, growth? Or was it produced further out, maybe two or three buds, two or three inches, four inches away from that older growth on the newer growth? If you see that production of your fruit, and it looks like it's pretty consistent, and it's close to that old growth, then it's probably going to be spur pruned. If you look at that grape, and you see where that old production was in uh, three or four locations, if you can identify where it was produced last year, and you see that it was maybe out three or four inches, five inches, then it's probably going to have to be cane pruned. The only difference is how long you leave it. So at this time of the year, I'm pruning a little early, and like I said, there is uh, some danger of some uh, next week of of having some some freezing temperatures. So I'm going to cut them a little bit longer. If I'm going to prune now, I'd prefer to delay it, but I can't. I'm going to cut them a little bit longer, and then when it starts pushing some new growth, I'll come back and recut it again a little bit closer on it. But first, figure out if it's going to be spur pruned, or cane pruned. Once you've figured out, then you can go ahead and prune the entire vine. You can prune all of your last year's growth into either a spur or a cane for production for next year. So go ahead, look at that vine, figure that out. So now let's talk a little bit about um, spur producers. They're the easiest to prune because all of that new growth is cut back to a very, very short stub. At this time of the year, because there's some freezing temperatures and potentially some dry winds in the Mojave Desert, I would go ahead and cut them a little bit longer. So if if you've determined that your vine produces its fruit on spurs rather than canes, then go ahead and cut last year's growth, that difference in color, back to, look at it very closely, look at the bottom of where that new growth is. You'll see a bud down there. And if that bud sits right on the border, borderline, if it sits right on the edge of the old growth, old color growth, and the new growth, then don't count it. Then look and find the next bud out. Then go ahead and find the next bud out. And I would suggest this time of year, because you do have some danger of losing some of these spurs, to go ahead and cut it to that third bud. Don't count the first one that's red right on the edge. Count the second one and third one. Then you're going to come back probably around the middle of March towards the third week, fourth week of March, and you're going to look at that growth and see if you made a good decision or not. Now that's going to first, when the first growth that comes out is going to be leaf growth. You can't see the flower production yet. You can't see the grape bunches. They're going to come out a little bit later. They may a look a little funny. They may look like it, but it's not. The first growth that you're going to see from those buds is going to be leaf growth and stem growth. If you don't like the leaf growth or stem growth that's coming out, pull it off. They knock off very, very easily. In fact, you have to be very careful you don't knock off a bunch of that growth that you want to keep. So make that decision, and as you see the fruit coming out around maybe the 1st of April, and then go ahead and recut it again, because what you want is a distribution of fruit. Just like in fruit trees, if you listen to my podcast on pruning fruit trees, you want a distribution of light, and you want a distribution of fruit. It's the same thing on grapes. You want a distribution of fruit about every 6 to 12 inches apart. If it's a dessert grape, if it's a seedless grape, then go ahead and put them a little closer together. You can put your bunches closer together. You can have lots of bunches. You can have much more than that. You won't have to thin them out until they're a little bit later. But you can go ahead and thin them so they're about six inches apart, your your bunches, in around the first of April. You'll go ahead and thin those bunches out, thin the growth back. You'll make a second cut on those spurs and eliminate some of that some of those bunches that are coming out, because you don't need all those bunches. You don't want all those bunches. Did you ever try to raise kids if you're making only $20,000 a year? Well, it's a lot easier to raise kids if you're making $20,000 a year with one or two kids than it is if you got 12 kids. It's the same thing on fruit production. You're going to get higher quality fruit and you're going to get better fruit if you can minimize the amount of fruit that's being produced so it's in balance with the amount of light that's coming in and the food production is the sugars that the leaves are making the presence of sunlight. It's the same thing with the grapes you're going to thin out the bunches so when you thin out those bunches a little bit later maybe middle of April you're going to eliminate some of those really weak bunches that aren't very big and you're going to focus on those big bunches those really huge ones then later on, you're going to, and table grapes, you're going to pinch those bunches back. About your, In other words, when those berries come out on table grapes, and wine grapes too, but let's talk about table grapes, the seedless types. Those bunches come out, they're going to be in the shape of a triangle. Well, when you buy them in the store, they're not the shape of a triangle. They're round, right? They're round bunches. How do they get round bunches? They do it by eliminating the bottom part of that triangle. By pinching it back that distance, about one-third, and that leaves fewer berries, so the sugars produced by the grape go into fewer berries. They're larger. You'll get a larger berry size. The bunch size will be larger, and you'll be a much happier individual. So the way to get larger berries is to eliminate some of those unnecessary, Yeah, it's difficult to do. Removing fruit is always difficult, called thinning. You're going to be thinning the grapes just like you're thinning peaches or apples or anything else. You've got to get rid of some of that fruit so that the remaining fruit gets large. The the the, the tree or the vine doesn't care if, if, if the fruit, the children that it's producing is healthy or not, or if they're large or not. You care they the plant just wants to reproduce that's what its focus is on your focus is on i i want more than to rep- i want you to to more than reproduce i want big fat juicy berries big fat juicy fruits i don't want little tiny ones they're fine but nobody will eat them but they sure will eat those big ones won't they so that's what you're focusing on. In order to do that, you've got to reduce the number of berries and reduce the number of clusters of those grapes on that vine. You thin out the clusters and then you pinch back. When those grapes are hanging in a bunch, they're about the size, those little berries are about the size of a small pea or a bibi. That's when you're going to go ahead and eliminate that bottom part of that triangle the one-third of that bunch so that the rest of the berries get larger. Don't wait too long, because if you wait too long, you're going to miss your opportunity. And then you're just going to have a bunch of berries you're going to put on the ground, and it's a lot of wasted energy. You can, well, yeah, you can compost them, but that doesn't go in your mouth, does it? So go ahead and reduce the number of bunches and reduce the size of those bunches and for a larger berry size. So when you're pruning... Now, these spur pruning, you're going to prune them back to two or three buds, like I told you. That's spur pruning. Now, you're also going to reduce all of those back. If there are any crossing or in the way, get rid of them. If you've got plenty to pick from, get rid of some of those. Cut them off, remove them, or cut them way back so that you just get growth off of them without, or let them grow out, and if they get fruit on them, remove the fruit. Don't have so, much, so many bunches along that arm along that that spur and the spurs are distributed throughout the the vine just get rid of them cut them out and once they're cut off they they won't grow back they well they won't grow back they won't grow back will they produce maybe some berries later on in the year it's possible it's possible to flower again and but anyway regardless of that you want that energy going into the berries that you want to preserve the fewer numbers you have, the smaller the number of bunches. The smaller number of berries on the bunches, the larger you're going to have the berries are going to be when you harvest them. You know how to harvest them, right? Just going to cut off that bunch. Get yourself a scissors. Usually isn't tough enough. Get a, a little a little snipper or something, a small snipper to remove the bunches. Don't pull them off. Don't cut them off. Don't cut them off with the scissors. A lot of times they're too woody to cut off with the scissors. Sometimes they're not, but anyway, all these varieties are different. So now, those are the those are the spur type, and that's the probably the majority. If uh, you've got Thompson seedless, for instance, did you know that that's supposed to be cane pr- cane pruned? It's not supposed to be spur pruned. Thompson seedless probably our most popular table grape in the Mojave Desert. Thompson seedless. If you're not leaving longer canes, what are longer canes then? there are those spurs remember you have one on the edge and you got two out well now you're going to cut out about you're going to count out about 10 of those buds and you're going to make a cut because your fruit production isn't going to be close to the old growth anymore on these cane producers it's going to be further from that so if you spur prune if you cut them too short you're going to eliminate a lot of the fruit so go ahead and cane prune those types. So though cane producers, you're going to go ahead and look at what you would normally call a spur, but now you're going to count those buds out along that cane out to about 10 before you make your cut. Then go ahead and make your cut because most likely you're going to see fruit production maybe in the third, fourth, or fifth bud not all the way, usually not all the way out to the 10th, but it's possible it could be out as far as eight, maybe. But you're going to make them long enough, so if that cold weather comes in and it dies back a little bit, you can recut it. So then, after you, after you make that decision, and you've left canes now instead of spurs, the longer spurs, then after new growth starts, you're going to go back out, you're going to look at it, and recut again so that you minimize the number of bunches, the amount of new growth coming out. It's easier to manage. You're going to do all that. Then when you're done, let's say now you've cane pruned or sprue pruned and everything is going great. Don't leave the vine alone. If you've got some growth that's coming on that vine that's really weird, eliminate it. Pull it off. What's most important in our hot Mojave desert is get some shade on those bunches. Those bunches should hang so that there's air movement around them and that they're in the shade. They don't need sunlight. The leaves do, but the grape bunches don't. So when you get those grape bunches ready, then you'll go ahead and you're going to wait now. Wait a certain length of time. You'll know approximately the date when they're going to be ready. The birds will tell you. They'll be in there after them. When they're close, but that bunch, now you've got that round bunch, you don't have that If It's a dessert grape. If it's a wine grape, you've left it alone. You don't care about berry size because you're going to juice them anyway. So it's not as important to have large berries on wine grapes. But the harvest time is important when to harvest. On table grapes, you're going to harvest them when they taste good. You're going to reach down, they're going to turn color. That's called Verizon. As they turn color, And as they start to darken, one thing you're going to notice in the Mojave Desert is that they don't darken evenly. They're going to unevenly ripen. So you're going to let them go a little bit longer when raisins start to form. A few of them are starting to dry out before you're going to harvest. They taste good. You're going to go ahead and clip them off and harvest them. Once you clip them, there's no, they don't, that's it. What you cut is what you get. That's the thing of grapes. Now on wine grapes, you could use a refractometer. I'll talk more about a refractometer later. You'll use a refractometer, and that sugar content should hit, randomly, you should be able to hit about 28, 29, 30, 31 bricks. And then you're going to harvest, and that'll result in some juice or must. That's around 26, probably, uh, after you pull all the green berries out. But anyway, that'll give you some ideas and some tips let me know if it works out for you let me know if you've had some success with it I hear that music it's starting to rattle my cage so i got to get out of here but uh, thanks for listening to me and I hope you have a great time pruning those grapes get them done beginning of March bye bye